TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Hope you had an outstanding weekend out there. Big Dog and a Coach back at you. Beautiful Monday, Valentine's Day Monday, if you will. I'm sure the Big Dog will have some uh, celebratory tales of the weekend that was and the weekend that is coming. Lots of sports to talk about as well. we got college hoops on the docket, some NBA stuff, and Big Dog, it's a very scary thought, but I just saw a Mel Kuyper sighting breaking down quarterbacks for the April 15th draft. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but Mel Kuyper, like Groundhog Day, has stuck his head. Actually, he's stuck his hair out once again. How are you, Big Dog? Uh, I'm doing very well, and this year breaking down quarterbacks is a very bad thing, Coach. Not a great year for ah. quarterbacks, for running backs, for defensive backs. If you if your position ends in back this year, you suck. Interesting. Actually, now that I analyze the picture, Big Dog, uh-huh. I think I think it, what, 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 the reason I got confused, it was a groundhog that actually came and peeped out of the hair of Mel Kuyper. The groundhog might have been hibernating all winter in Mel Kuyper's hair, and he didn't know it. I've heard of living things coming out of dreadlocks before, Coach. Yep. I've never heard of living things coming out of Mel Kuyper's hair. I thought he was well-kempt, but actually this time of year he's so busy, he probably hasn't done his hair in weeks. That's probably it. Uh-huh. That's probably it. Who knows? But uh, great to talk to you, Big Dog. Valentine's weekend. I know you've got a uh, new young lovely in your life. Uh, hopefully the new young lovely is still your new young lovely. And uh, it's a Valentine's Day today. I'm going to ask you over the course of the show for some suggestions out there for the guys who, um, you know, want to do something different. Something different. Something original. Something creative. But uh, over the weekend, did you celebrate or are you saving the uh, festivities for tonight? Uh, I'm saving it for tonight, Coach. She's still new. Uh-huh. She's still young, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-oh. And uh, she's still lovely, Coach. Okay. But I have I mean, to admit, on this s- Valentine's Day, I'm going to have to admit to you, Coach, is that I'm in love with you. Wow. All these years, nothing can tear us apart. And the fact that I'm not in studio with you glancing over into your eyes is very <laughs> difficult for me, Coach. Take it so easy, I just want to let you know, just because there's a distance between us, there is no separation. David, do we have, I'm waiting for David Olson to put some music in here because I got to, you know, if you're going to throw stuff like that around, I got to get in the mood. Please, please, please don't play with my heart, coach. This is a serious moment for me. <laughs> you don't need any mood enhancing music right now. Oh, goodness. Now, you said your new girlfriend is young and you said uh, it's got to be later tonight. I mean, she, it's not like you're not like going out after basketball practice, are you? She's not that young. Oh, no, she's not that young. Okay. I meant young as in like Asian. Okay. I was just checking. Yeah. Oh, like A Young, not she is young, just A Young. Ah, very so, nice. Very nicely yeah. done. Yes, indeed. 888-463-6748. That is our phone number here. Creative, interesting, something different for Valentine's Day. You did it over the weekend. You're doing it tonight. Maybe you thought about doing it. You were too afraid to. The big dog could do it. We need some suggestions out there. Something different, though, but I don't want the ordinary. I don't want flowers. I don't want cards. I want something unique and creative, even if it's not good. At least be unique. Well, uh, th- this is the unique thing. Uh, I, I, we're having a Valentine's Day dinner tonight. Okay. And we're going out with two of our best friends and there's couples. So we're having a nice romantic evening, not exactly alone. Interesting. 
So you talk about something new and unique. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, we got a hotel room after. I don't know if it's going to end up being some type of orgy or something like that, or if it's where we're actually going to go up there wow. by ourselves. Dinner for four and then dinner uh, for six. Dinner for six and a hotel room for six. Yeah, All well, right. there's only I'm not one sure bed that's... in it, so. David also, when I threw that question out, number America's number one family sports talk show on the internet here, I'm not sure that's the creative and different I was talking about. You oh, might... I, d- I didn't mean to veer off. Yes. By the way, well, you did. You did. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're allowed a couple of veer offs during the week. You've already got one under your belt. But everything good, big dog, good, 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 not a great, but a good sports weekend. Lots of college hoops. I don't know if you were able to take left and right gluteus maximus and sit down and watch some, but uh, some good basketball over the weekend. Well, well, after you know going to work on on Saturday and Sunday, I, I have to like walk to the train and then and then walk home from the train. So it takes me like two hours to get home. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get to see much, and I was really fired up to see uh, the Ohio State Wisconsin game when I got home. Uh, uh, Cloudy was kicking the television and slamming the wall, so I just assumed <laughs> Ohio State had lost, and uh, so that that kind of took away a little bit of the oomph in watching the game. But uh-huh. oh my God, can I adopt? Uh, Jordan Taylor is my my son, coach. Well, I, I think yeah. I'm old enough now. I'll, I'll be more than happy to support him for the next month or two before he gets drafted into the NBA. Yeah, and remember, he was not listed among the top 15 point guard, top 10, battling for player of the year or whatever the, that award is named. <laughs> he wasn't, he's not in the, uh, on the Bob Cozy Award? No. Unbelievable. He, uh, he could be the Big Ten player of the year. I mean, I think it's going to be Sullinger, and it should be Sullinger, but he is now in the in the picture of, Hey, this kid's playing pretty good. You should give him a little bit of nomination. He's going to be, he'll be the first team all Big Ten point guard. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. Taylor Battles has got to uh, answer in that. You could put two point guards on the roster. Who cares? Put your top five on there. But uh, yeah, yeah. Big deal. Well, first of all, Ohio State uh, did get knocked off the undefeated team. I think the last major undefeated knocked off. You want to talk some college hoops with the big dog and the coach? That'll be our leadoff here. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Dog, I like you. Join the game late. I uh, turned on the TV. My son was in the basement, and it was uh, right about the 14-minute mark. Ohio State up by like 14, 15 points. Maybe it was the 12-minute mark. Buckeyes I, I up guess, by. I'm not sure when that was. You know, was, Ohio was State late. up by 14. I yelled down to David. Ah, looks like no upset. Ohio State up 14. Wisconsin can thank me, because I swear to you, the minute I turned on the TV, all of a sudden, they're raining threes. So I yelled down to David. Ah, 14 points, 12 minutes left. And like three minutes later, I yell, hey, David, the game's tied. He's like, what? What? That was an unbelievable run, and and most of it was Jordan Taylor draining threes. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a big game when Dickie Vitale comes out there. And I love Dick Vitale when it's two Big Ten teams going at each other. That way it's just pure Dick Vitale with no Mm -hmm. rooting interest. So uh, you know it's the biggest game in the country when he's calling it. And uh, and. Ohio State learned a lesson. Let's face it, they're still the best team in the country, Coach. And I don't know if the rankings have come out or if they come out on Tuesday. They still deserve to be the number one team in the country, mm-hmm. even though Belmont is still undefeated, Coach, and they're number one in the Kevin Horan, Kevin Horan rankings. <laughs> and, and if, if folks, if you want a good laugh, go to KevinHoranRankings.com. Yep. Okay, he's, that's, he, that's a good laugh, Coach. He's got like 40 different categories upon which he ranks the team, and I think three of them have to do with cannabis. <laughs> I'm I don't and, uh, uh, one of them is how drunk the cheerleaders get. <laughs> uh, another one is uh, motel accessibility. Uh, I, I mean, think... it's not your typical. It's not your typical rankings, coach. But you no. know, the fun of these by the end of the year, they usually end up working out. Well, to, in in his defense, what he does is he 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 sifts away all your prejudged uh, 
connotations of the great programs and strictly. Well, well, not exactly, Coach, because he does list everybody in alphabetical order at the beginning of the year. Ah, so Albany's a preseason number one every year? Yes, yes. And, and typically they're top five team early out of the season, Coach. <laughs> exactly and, right. And then they play their first game and they start sinking rapidly. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah uh, Alaska Central last year was ranked uh, number two preseason. I thought it was Anchorage, but who cares? <laughs> uh, Buckeyes, uh, you know, got knocked off. Was They did learn the lesson. You can't get comfortable with victory. Part of it, though, I don't know that Ohio State got that comfortable or overconfident. Part of it, Big Dog, was just Wisconsin. I mean, you hit shots like that. Sometimes it's it's a tsunami coming at you, and there's nothing you can do to put up a blockade. No, no, you're right, Coach. Let's not take anything away from Wisconsin. They played a phenomenal game. But... It almost seemed like Ohio State got to the point where, like, okay, let's just let's just get out of here with a win. You know, next thing you know, they're like trying to. Uh, it's kind of like the you know I like teams in football when they are able to run the clock out, run the football, and get first downs. But you don't just bang your head against the wall. It seemed like Ohio State was just trying to run the clock down and weren't con- concerned about getting good shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you you watched it too. I don't know if that's how you got it, but I almost felt that way that they just seem to be like, okay, let's just get out of here with a win at some point. Mm-hmm. Better to have it happen at Wisconsin, wake up, and then have it happen yeah. in the tournament. So yeah. You never want to lose a game. You'd like to go undefeated you know, over a whole season. That would be a memory that you could all cherish. But in the long run, losing a game here, when you look back at it in a couple of weeks, will help them come Big Ten tournament time, come tournament time, you get that albatross off. So painful at the moment, big dog, but for the Buckeyes, still your favorite team, probably a good thing in the long run. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. It should be a good thing. And you know what? If if they end up being thirty nine and one and win the national championship, yeah. I don't think they're going to be disappointed as a program. Yeah, especially when your only loss is at Wisconsin. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. Live by the freshman point guard, die by the freshman point guard. Aaron Kraft is an outstanding player, but. He is a freshman point guard playing at the Kohl Center in front of the crazies. And uh, not that he played bad, but he struggled a little bit down the stretch. And, uh, again, live by that freshman point guard, Big Dog, on occasion. As good as he is, you'll still die by it, too. Yeah, that's the the only weakness on that team is they don't have a just pure lock-em-up ball handler. I mean, Aaron Kraft, I think, is going to be that. Yeah. And they have great ball handling as a team, but they don't have like just the one guy. Right. There's a minute left. Give this guy the ball, let him dribble the clock out, and and, and win a close game. I, I I don't know if Aaron Kraft is there yet, mm-hmm. but that's it's a nice experience you get in the Colts Center. Yep, good stuff, good stuff. Purdue and uh, Illinois, your beloved, uh, fighting Illini over the weekend. The orange and blue played a great first half, and then whatever they said during the halftime, it didn't work. Purdue came out guns a blazing. Tough defeat for your fighting Illini, big dog. Coach, it's 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 the mental toughness on this team. The, Quite honestly, I think they're the most talented team in the Big Ten. Honestly, and it's you know I could be objective about my team. Mm-hmm. They're, what they lack is toughness. They, they year in year out. I mean, it's, at the end of the, of many games this year, it's because they didn't have guys who wanted to take a shot in the last minute or two. Honestly, I'm, that's why they've lost. I'm glad you didn't say heart. that way, Coach. Uh, I'm glad you didn't say heart. You said toughness because I think that's more accurate. I don't think it's bad attitude. I don't think so. I know. I agree. I, don't, I think they all have good attitudes. They're yeah. the nice guys playing the game. And, and, and they, it's not that they don't play hard. I think in their own way they do play hard, and their heart is okay. It's not the best checker in college basketball, but it's okay. But I think it's that inner toughness. It's that grimy grit. It's that, uh, you know, shout it out, if you will. 
that they uh-huh. can't get the stains out of there. There's that inner toughness. That's more than the heart is what the fighting line I like. Yeah, it, I, they almost need a ball hog, too. Mm-hmm. Some guy at the end of the game who's like, listen, I'm taking over. You know, I like team basketball, pass around, get the open shot. But every once in a while when a great Big Ten defense, and trust me, Coach, there's 11 teams in the Big Ten, and, and 10 of them play great defense. Sometimes you need a guy that can just be like, hey, give me the ball, get out of the way, let me score so our team can get a bucket down one with 30 seconds to go in the game. They don't have anybody on the team like that. And it's pretty mm-hmm. sad because Dimitri McKamey was supposed to be that guy. Oh, and by the way, he's one of the finalists for the Bob Cousy Award, and Jordan Taylor isn't. Yep. So... Yeah. I don't want to sit there and bash my team too much, Coach. Mm-hmm. But it's you know when you lose because of the way they've lost this year, it hurts ten times worse than having the other team more have more talent than you. No question. And I can deal with that. I can't deal with teams playing cowering in the most important uh, moments of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one through nine, their uh, talent level was outstanding. It was uh, I was surprised to see the game nationally on CBS. My guy Clark Kellogg. I haven't got my Clark Kellogg fix this year. Love that First guy. Game all was, year. Yeah, different aphorisms that Clark Kellogg will throw out. On the other hand, the play-by-play guy who, back in his day, he was pretty good, but uh, Vernon Lundquist. Uh, you know, there's got to be some young play-by-plays on the play-by-play callers, announcers, big dog on the way up, that are better right now than Vernon Lundquist. He is definitely, uh, well, the old expression, over the hill. He's not only over, he's rolled down, and I think he's the bottom of the hill. Over the hill and far away, Coach? Man. He also yeah, gained yeah. a lot of weight. It looked like someone took one of those air pumps and inflated him. No, 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 no. What it is is somebody keeps pushing his head down, Coach, is what it is. Really? Yeah, he's still the same weight. It's just he's a lot shorter, so he's he's pushed out. So he's kind of squished? Yeah. And it puffs and, out. And, okay. and if you're watching it on a widescreen television, that adds about 50 pounds to him. I wasn't sure. That. Maybe that's it. I thought maybe he bought the wrong sport coat or something, but he looked like oh, a... no, that. also. Throw that in, too. It's the whole plethora of things, Coach. Okay. I just thought maybe someone stick one of those inflator needles in them and let, let a little of the air out. And by the way, I want, to, I want to throw this out there. I agree with you with him calling college basketball that he shouldn't call college basketball anymore. Yeah. He's still phenomenal at football because basketball is this, you know, high tempo pace back and forth and you get to keep on calling it and describing it. Mm-hmm. Where football, if the play happens yeah. and you reload and he gets a chance like to catch his breath. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I, he, he's still. At the top, not at the top of the hill calling football games, but he's still way up there calling those SEC games every Saturday at at two thirty Central Time. Which coach I'm, I make sure I'm here every single Saturday <laughs> at two thirty watching the SEC game of the week. So uh, you are a sick, sick man, Clark Kellogg. Though give me a Clark Kellogg any weekend, and my my Valentine's Day I might just give my wife a picture of Clark Kellogg and call it a night. Uh, he, that guy is so awesome. I learned something from him. If it's not basketball technology, uh, big dog, it, it's uh, terminology. Uh-huh. that he comes up with. And my favorite one from the game, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, when the guy got a foul call for boxing out too hard, he pushed, he pushed, he pushed, he pushed, and he just basically boxed out too hard and drove the guy to the ground. Clark Keller looks at the replay and he likes it. We like to call that the lower body root canal. You can <laughs> you can box him out, but you can't root him out. That was a lower body root canal. What a great! I don't think he thinks of that in advance. He just comes up with that. But uh, I'm a big Clark Kellogg fan. Yeah, uh, big fan. And the only problem I had with him in the game is I think he had one eye on the Wisconsin-Ohio State game, one eye on the Illinois-Purdue game. You think so? I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there because he's a 
Big Ten Player of the Year at mm-hmm. Ohio State, and I'm sure yes. he was pretty interested in what was going on with the Buckeyes at the time, Coach. No question about it. Pittsburgh knocked off Villanova. Just uh, recapping the weekend of college hoop, big Big East game. Digger Phillips out there uh, giving it to you. That was a great atmosphere oh, in that game. And uh, Pitt defeats Villanova. That game was at Pennsylvania, so big win for visiting Pitt. Yeah, um, there is no question. It doesn't matter how many people you sit in an arena. It's how crazy people can get in an arena because – those 6,500 people were making as much noise as I've ever heard in a, mm-hmm. in a college basketball game, Coach. That's it, it, I mean, that little tiny place that Villanova was uh, mm-hmm. playing in was just, it was unbelievable. Now, we've been and through this before. An atmosphere. That, that's not the palestra, right? We get in this argument. No, no, argue. no. That is the pavilion okay. that they were playing at. All right. I think you and me need to take a road trip and uh, find a couple and, of seats at the pavilion just to soak up a little of the atmosphere. And we can go to the palestra, too, so we can finally get that done for you, Coach. Yeah. So we can... Try to figure out a like a a Thursday Saturday combination, and then oh. on Friday we'll eat like we'll try to we'll try seventeen oh, different cheesesteak uh, places. That's outstanding. You know what? That's all we'll yeah. do on Friday. Let's plan yeah. on that. So, call yeah, your tra- we'll, have your travel agent uh, call my travel agent, and they'll do lunch. And and I'm sure on Sunday the the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles will will be playing too. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work out that way. Does anybody have a travel agent anymore? Tra- travel agents are pretty much dead, aren't they? No, no. If you need to travel somewhere, you need to contact Joel Redwanski, <laughs> and I can get you hooked up on the most unbelievable deals oh, in terms no. of vacation, Coach. Don't tell me the new job has to do with travel agency. Coach, please don't please don't rip me here. I'm trying to make some money. I'm poor. Okay, so please don't make this any more difficult than it needs to be. All right, Dave, David Olson, you had thoughts? I think that when I drive around now... You never see a travel agency anymore. No, no, there's no travel agents because people like me are out there. You just buy one package one time, and for the rest of your life, you travel for free. Huh? Exactly, Coach. I know that's over your head, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's this company's been around for 40 years, and you buy you just buy one time, one time fee, you pay for it, and then for the rest of your life, you travel for free. Freaking phenomenal. David Olson, do you want to inquire on that because I'm missing something? Yeah, I am too. I'm. You travel as in airfare for free? No, like accommodations, Coach. Hotel. You can, use, you can actually get uh, airfare with this, with what I'm doing, but basically you get five-star hotel resorts for free the rest of your life. And how much is deal. the one-time fee, $85,000? No, it, it all depends on which one you take, but the highest one, and we're the lowest in the whole business, the highest one you would pay for would be 22000 and basically that means you can travel for two months every single year. Wow. Time it, it's a good deal, Coach. It's a phenomenal okay. deal. So, All right. Do you uh, does it include overseas? Because next year I plan to be at the Dubai Classic. Uh, coach, believe it or not, we actually have places in Dubai. Really? Uh, we have places <laughs> in the 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 Emirates. Okay. Uh, the Arab Emirates. We have places in uh, Qatar. Wow. Where some people say Qatar. Uh huh. We have uh, Tunisia. We have Egypt. You name it. Any place in the Middle East we have. Uh, we actually have a beautiful place in Iran. I had no idea Big Dog was at the travel agency. David, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say there are the travel agency business is like dying, but if you've got a good travel agent, they'll get you better deals than you'll find online. This is true. So this the travel true. agents don't just go online. They actually still have some. Well, inter- yeah, they do it. They do it on, but they, they've got access to stuff that's never made public. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Big Dog, I didn't know, is there a uh, website, Big Dog, you want? I didn't know this was part of a new uh, job venture you're at, but if uh, people are interested, how can they contact you for this great deal? 
just uh, just email me at Joel Redwanski at Yahoo. And there's there's a lot cheaper deals than twenty two thousand dollars, Coach. But mm-hmm. basically, you'll have a free vacation the rest of your life. Wow, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal deal. It's almost it's like too good to be true. To be honest with you, and how good these deals are, Coach. I think I can speak for ninety eight point eight percent of the uh, two guys in my public out there. It does sound too good to be true. So how do we know it's true? Um, because this company's been around for almost 40 years, and they've been doing this forever. And as a matter of fact, my boy T.J. Drudy is part of the company, and that was the reason why I actually took the job. And okay. this year, him and five other people are going to Hawaii for for uh, 14 days, and it's costing T.J. Drudy $199. Wow. For five wow. Uh, him and, excuse me, seven other people, eight people mm-hmm. to go to Hawaii. So. Interesting. It's, uh, it's, right. a, it's a phenomenal deal. Now, getting back to the places you can go, the beautiful thing, Coach, is if you go to Iran, you can go to Iran for a month on $199, Coach. Really? And the beautiful thing is, after that, your stay is free. Iran will put you up until the U.S. government comes and gets you out. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can't so, exactly I mean, leave of your own uh, volition. Huh? You have to have permission to leave? Yeah, and if you like chickpeas and pita bread, uh-huh. They give you that for free until somebody comes in and, and uh, like somebody, Jesse Jackson comes and saves you. Sounds like a hell of a deal. Is there maid service I'm daily? Not. What's that? Is there maid service daily? Oh uh, well, the, well, the accommodations are a little cramped. I have to admit, okay. I don't know about the maid service. Right. At least for the first month through us, you get the free maid service. Right. Do you get a mint it, under your pillow? Yeah, yes, you do. As a matter of fact, probably get a few other things under your pillow too. Which which you might end up biting. Yes, the pillow. <laughs> Oh, good. Big dog, we learn more about you all the time, but uh, most of it's good stuff. Some of it is a little skeptical. We'll just have to figure out in the long run. No, no, no. This is the good stuff, Coach. Okay. All right. Joel Redwanski at Hotmail.com, right? Oh, no, no, no Yahoo. No, no, that's, if, if you want to reach me at Hotmail, it's Hotmail yes. at Hotmail. Okay. But if it's Joel Redwanski at Yahoo, Coach. <laughs> As in Yahoo. Very good. 888-463-6748, our phone number here. Don't call if you want a travel agency deal, but if you want to talk some sports and or more with the big dog and a coach, you can do so right after our first break. Big dog, we got to break down the Grammy Awards a little bit. We've been talking college basketball. We should mention our uh, very own Chicago Bulls on the NBA basketball front one yet again. They complete a three and two. West Coast swing, uh, not bad for the young bulls. Still missing their heart and soul, Joakim Noah. Uh, yeah, and when he comes back, this team should be on fire. Hopefully, it'll only take him like three to four weeks to get his uh, his basketball legs back. Mm-hmm. But it, it's beautiful that in the meantime, Amir Ashik has uh, has developed and blossomed yep. into a, a quality backup center in the NBA, and and big sexy Kirk Thomas. My goodness, coach. You know what I mean? you got to love the fact that uh, Joe Kim Noah can come back on his own progression and make sure he comes back at the right speed because you know mm-hmm. how well Thomas and Ashik are playing. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what I said about Kirk Thomas when the Bulls picked him up. I was like, he's the most expensive 12th man I've had in a long time. Why the heck are they picking this guy up? I am right about me wrong. I was wrong. I'm willing to admit it. It's what a beautiful pickup he's been by the Chicago Bulls. One of the best pickups they've had in a long time, mm-hmm. if you consider how, how important he's been to this team this year. I knew nothing about the guy when they picked him up. I'll be yes, honest you with did, you. Coach, he, he, trust me, he he's given black eyes to Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan when he was a, a Miami Heat player, mm-hmm. Coach. He he's is basically a, a thug with a 15-foot jump shot. 
<laughs> I'm sure he'd be thrilled to hear that description. But I mean, just watching him play, he looks like he, he's a very calm veteran, never gets flustered, looks like a pro's pro out there. I haven't seen him do anything dirty. Maybe that was back in the early part of his career. But as you described, he stepped in, filled a role, and kept the Bulls uh, floating above water, not sinking underneath as many thought they would once uh, Noah left. You know, for some reason, I'm starting to think, do you remember way back in the late 90s when Charlie Ward got picked up by his waist and flipped like cartwheel style on the court after a free throw? Uh, no. I'm almost positive Kurt Thomas was the one who did that to Charlie Ward, who, by the way, at that time was the best quarterback in the city of New York because he was playing basketball yes. at the time. I remember that Heisman candidate. I don't think winner out of Florida no, no, State. No, he won the Heisman Trophy in he 1993 did. from Florida State. Yep. A Florida State Seminole. Well, you, that's how you say it, but that's a little disgusting. Interesting. Charlie Ward, I forgot about. Wait, wait, Kurt Thomas, what college did he go to, Big Dog? I don't remember who. Well, he was a big sexy. He went to Texas Christian University. Okay. Okay, I don't even remember him as a college player. No, and no, you I mentioned, mother, you mentioned Omar Ashik, and I've been telling people all along, you know, we were kind of joking about the Turkish seven footer. We've seen so many stiffs come to the Bulls over the years. Uh, uh, Dalibar Bagarich, remember him? Oh, I'm trying to forget. I, I remember on our old radio show, I did a, uh, a little, um, do a little ditty to Dalibar Bagarich. He and Khalid Elamine, two of my favorite ex Bulls. But Omar Ashik, as soon as I watched him play, big the first two, three games, forget the jokes. I'm not saying he's all NBA, but he can play. He can play oh, yeah, a little yeah. bit, and he's, he's proven me true. Got 11 rebounds in that game. Omar Ashik, the real deal. Yeah, I'm not calling him all NBA either, but the no. point is, that, you know, you pick a guy up to be a backup to Joe Kim Noah, just in case he gets hurt, and not even filling admirably, be the best center on the floor mm-hmm. in the New Orleans game. He was, he was the best big man on the court that day. You know, maybe consistently he wouldn't be, but, you know, for that short little flash, Who's getting it done on Saturday night? Almost ruined my Valentine's Day weekend. I don't know if it was David Olson, our producer. Somebody texted me, and then I heard it on the radio. uh, uh, Trade rumors. Trade rumors. And I'm having a romantic Saturday night dinner, and the entire mood was ruined by the fact that Omar Ashik was rumored to be traded for uh, Courtney Lee. Totally destroyed the romantic mood, Big Dumb. That'll show you how impressive he has been to everybody in the NBA. His first 50 games in the in the league, Courtney Lee is good, Coach. Listen, that that dude can flat out play. So if if uh, people are talking about Courtney Lee for Ashik straight up, mm-hmm. and they whatever supposed to throw in a, a a draft pick for him, Courtney Lee can hit the three. He can defend. He's better than all three of the Bulls' two guards combined. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry, Bogans, Brewer, and uh, Corver. and 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 the the shooting Corver. By the way, Ronnie Brewer that game. Best play of the year when he came out of nowhere, blocked a layup, yeah. and then uh, they got the ball back down the court. Derrick Rose hit a three, and uh, as Wayne Larrabee would say, and I don't like to quote Wayne Larrabee, it was the dagger. <laughs> that was visions of uh, Tyrus Thomas. You remember how he did not have a very storied career with the Bulls, but as a weak side, out-of-nowhere shot blocker, big dog, one of the most spectacular I've ever seen. Ronnie Brewer's block shades of Tyrus Thomas. Yeah, the, the only problem is the Bulls would have to replace a rim like once a month from his uh, 15-foot jump shots that would <laughs> that would clank off. I mean, legit, you're yeah. under the paint with him. All of a sudden, you're getting yeah. orange paint. If you're you know if you're underneath the rim, you got orange paint in your eyes. Hey. How hard he hit the rim? I, we talked to the maker of those rims. He said they are made to withstand the 500 poundage of a slam dunk from a Dwight Howard. They are not made to withstand the constant clunking of a Tyrus Thomas 15-footer. 
Yeah, well, I, I can see why, Coach. <laughs> All right. Big Dog, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I need your uh, analysis or, or analysis, either one of the Grammy Awards. We're going to talk some more sports, too, PGA Golf and Dubai Classic. We're going to ask you what was the worst sports news over the weekend for Chicago fans and uh, talk a little hockey and a few other things on the docket as well. Okay, so sit tight. Real short break. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. Producer extraordinaire. Looking awfully sharp today. Must have had a hell of a weekend. David Olson, the best in the biz, or at least the best that our limited budget can afford. Back in a minute. TalkZone.com. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Having a little root canal work in a couple of weeks. Keep that music going, David. I want to decide if this is the music I want to listen to while I'm having the root canal. Let me hear that again. It might work. I might not even need Novocaine if I'm listening to that music. <laughs> Shut up! Give it to me straight up, baby. Straight up. Who needs the Novocaine? Just give me that talk zone music. Big dog, our Facebook survey today, uh, Illinois loses. Northwestern loses. DePaul loses. The Blackhawks lose two over the weekend. And the Cubs reported for spring training, which is the worst news for Chicago fans. Coach, <laughs> uh, come on. What? Oh, it's, it's, it's Illinois losing, Coach. Worse than pitchers and catchers reporting for the Cubs. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. And by the way, uh, I, I want the Cubs to get involved in this Michael Young sweepstakes so he can play second base for the beloved Cubs. Hey, that's going to take time away from Jeff Baker. I, I, I Hopefully we'll be able to get past that, Coach. Okay. Don't forget Blake DeWitt. Yeah. I was going to buy a, uh, what are they called, the Fathead Posters? Uh-huh. I was going to buy my son a fathead poster of Blake DeWitt. I couldn't find anybody. He had to settle for Rashard Mendenhall instead. That, that's not a settle, Coach. That, that's a good one. Yep. I, when I unraveled the poster, I was worried that it was going to have, like, a ball popping out of his hands. Well, the, the guy fumbles one time in the Super Bowl, and I, I was labeled a fumbler yeah, because Clay just, Matthews came flying in and put his helmet on the ball while another guy was hitting him in his knee. Trying It was a cheap shot. I agree with you. Trying to provide a little sports talk humor on the Internet, big dog. Cheap it shot. Was, it was funny, but I don't, they don't make fun of somebody that I yeah. don't actually respect and like, yeah. and then that way I won't get upset about it. You are correct. I apologize, my friend. 888-463-6748. David Olson, our uh, media slash music critic big dog i don't know if you watched the grammy awards yesterday i don't know what there is to talk about but uh i did take sneak peeks on occasion it was quite i don't know about the music but the production the costumes and everything it was like i thought i was watching theater not the grammy awards i i have to be honest with you coach i had no idea that the grammy awards were on and all i know about popular music is most of it is garbage <laughs> David is our... wilco win an award yesterday wilco, wilco i don't think was even nominated for an there award there you go Enough said. That's, it's garbage, Coach. I, for one, find Wilco to be incredibly overrated. So, uh, Well, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Top song of the year? I'd never even – maybe I've heard it. I just don't know it by name. Need 
Need You Now by Lady Antebellum. It was also the album of the year, Big Dog. I don't even know what that song is. I'm, you know what You know what the sad thing is, is when I was bouncing, I would hear people be like, man, did you hear that Lil Wayne song? That black guy, I, was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden a song would come on and I'd be able to sing it. And they're like, dude, I thought you never heard it. I'm like, I have no idea who plays this. This other people are playing it nine times in four hours. You know, <laughs> I, that's why I know what, that's the crashing about popular music. Hey, let's listen to a song so many times that we can't stand it anymore. <laughs> Some group named Arcade Fire had the uh, album of the year called The Suburbs. I'm also not familiar with that. I'd love to know how they got their name, though, Arcade Fire. Um, I'm pretty sure I've actually heard some of that, Coach. Okay. The Suburbs. Uh, They're they're a very good band. Actually, their last album was a lot better than this one. But they're like kind of poised to be the next big thing. Okay. They've been around around for about seven or eight years on the fringe. Mm -hmm. Very alternative. They're an XRT band, put okay. it that Excellent. way. It's, that's where then I know I've heard them then. You, oh, you have. They play them all the time. They're, they're a very good band. They're a very yeah. good band. Hmm. Rap album, uh, Comeback Time uh, for uh, Eminem. He wins the top rap album of the year for, you... uh, what was it called, Recount? Uh, recovery. recovery. Recovery, which was seen as kind of a, was a bad year for him because he had, like, the most nominations and he didn't win anything. Ah. He won, like, two, he won two things, you know, best, yeah. he had best rap album and, I think, you know, best rap artist. Yeah, that's I a think. shame. That's a shame. Your favorite song, uh, Hey Soul Sister by Train, won for Pop, a song of the year. Big Doug, I know you're thrilled about that. Oh, heck yeah, Coach. Even, even because I take the train so much. Yes. It's like, that's part of me now. That's why I thought of it. I will tell you that uh, uh, the highlight for me, I didn't watch a lot of it, just little little snippets as my kids are watching. Barbara Streisand making an appearance. And Big Dog, let me just say, uh, uh, voice-wise, she still got it. She was awesome. 70-something Barbara Streisand bringing up the crowd, bringing down the crowd, firing up the crowd, whatever the hell the expression is. Yes, David. Yeah, well, you know, they rolled out some of the old-timers. Uh-huh. You know, you had Bob Dylan. Yep. Which that was a, that was a really good performance. That was a really I mean he he sounded awful. Was that, but he always sounded awful. Was that the real Bob Dylan or I thought it was a Bob Dylan impersonator? <laughs> Who can tell anymore? Okay. Actually, the Bob Dylan impersonators actually still sound like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan just <laughs> <laughs> so the impersonators sound more like Bob Dylan yeah, than Bob yeah, Dylan yeah. right now. There you go. And then, now, then, uh, what, what did he play by the way? Because I, I I love Bob Dylan. What did he play? He did a performance and I don't remember the name. He did uh, he did. A performance with two uh, modern folk bands. Okay. Okay. So no Bob Dylan funk. No, no, no. They all did Maggie's Farm together at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. He didn't do Where Have All the Flowers Gone? No, sir. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> but the performance of the night, in my opinion, was CeeLo Green. CeeLo? CeeLo Green. Okay. Did the, you know? Did the clean version of his song, Forget You, even though... The real version of the song, that F word is a completely oh, yes. different okay. word. Yeah. Uh, backed by the Muppets. <laughs> it was it was no, it was an it, it was an amazing performance. Cause I'm gonna have to YouTube that. That already sounds phenomenal. Yeah, it was it was it was awesome. I mean, e- even so even what do we what do we uh, YouTube CeeLo and the Muppets Grammy Awards? Yes, yeah, CeeLo, C E E L O W. Okay. That I may have to check yeah, out. Yeah, and they even rolled out Gwyneth Paltrow at the end because she Ugh. performed that show on or that song on Glee. They rolled. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So and and she, as she continues her "I'm Awesome at Everything" tour. Yeah, yeah. That 
That we didn't need to hear. Gwyneth Paltrow, please. But uh, all right, so another Grammy Award, Big Dog. You didn't see it, but on this day and age, Big Dog, with the the computer, the Internet, and YouTube, even though you didn't see it, you can still catch all the highlights. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, that's all you need now is a computer. Pretty much. You don't have to worry about any commercials. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll be able to afford a computer mm-hmm. during football season. Yep. Some tells me I'll be like, I'll, I'll be homeless at that point, but at least, you know, I'll Stop. have like a $3,000 computer. Stop yourself. And you can, uh, I've, I've got a split screen computer now, so I can, uh, you know, I can watch like a Blake DeWitt highlights from spring training day camp number one. Oh, and the you're Grammy. You're going to hit 450 during spring training. Let's get this straight. Okay. And then I've got Grammy highlights and the other split screen computer. You should try it, Big Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect Blake DeWitt to have the best spring training in all of baseball. Well, I'm glad Four or five does. long ones, a couple stolen bases, airless ball. And uh, nine hits every 20 at bat. Mm-hmm. When the season starts, I don't expect that. Let's just put it that way. Okay. But at least he'll provide some highlights for those uh, vacationers that head out to Mesa, Arizona each and every year to watch Cubs spring training. He's going to get so hot that people are gonna, from Iowa are going to plan vacation packages just around the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> oh, the Iowa to Mesa, Arizona connection. Or are you talking about uh, the uh, people in Iowa going to Wrigley Field? Yeah, yeah. During the oh, yeah. oh, look at look at this kid. He's yep. uh, he's he's the next uh, Ryan Sandberg. He's the next Eddie Collins. Yep. You know, maybe the that's next thing. maybe you know both of us looking for a new business avenue. Big deal. Maybe that's what we should do. We should be like the ombudsman, the uh, kind of the home welcoming committee for all the Iowa buses that come in for Cubs games. That's not that's not a bad idea. It's not coach. Bad. We meet him and greet him at the hotel. We set him up with some uh, tours downtown. Sit with him at the Cub game and try to explain to him why Blake DeWitt struck out four out of five times. It'd be great. It's a possibility. We can also we can also explain to him why that they have to spend in the city of Chicago four dollars and seventy five cents for a Miller Highlife yep. when in Iowa it's a buck twenty five. Absolutely. Because trust me, that's that's a big deal. Are you serious? It's going to cost me one hundred and thirty <laughs> bucks to drink. <laughs> you know, that's that's like the biggest shock to somebody when they come in from Iowa. Mm-hmm. So when they come in from Michigan, they could even care less. So. Because they're they're so drunk that they don't even know what the price is. By the way, I was a little different. Speaking of pricing uh, uh, surprises, my brother, older brother, yesterday apparently uh, dug deep into the deep into the deep into the scrapbook, and he brings this 1962 scrapbook that he put together. Apparently, he can't remember why because he's not a sports fan. But the best he could recollect it was for a sports project. But all these old pictures, Big Doug, including a 1962 Blackhawk Stanley Cup with a Bobby Hall and a Glenn Hall and all those good guys. Uh-huh. But there was a ticket stub from a, a couple of them from Bears games. Reserve. Oh, they, they, they were good. The Bears, were, that was the year before they won the NFL championship. So they, they were, that was a good team. Reserve seats. How uh-huh. much do you think? Reserve seats. What could you describe what a reserve seat is? I think uh, you know, not on the field, but I think you know, at Wrigley Field, good seats right there, smack near the middle. Reserve seats. Um, I'm going to say four dollars seventy-five cents. Wow, you're right on it. Five bucks for a good ticket for a Bears game. Wow, five bucks. Wow, and if you think about 1962, uh-huh. 40, uh, 49 years ago. That means it's uh, it's triple. So that basically, that basically is trying to say. Oh, okay, actually, it's four times what it's worth. So still, coach, that would only be twenty dollars in today's money for a good seat at a Bears game. I don't know about that. How'd, how'd you figure that out? Because I would have to say in the last uh, forty-eight years with the inflation and all that, it's about four times more than what it is. So what I'm trying to say is, it's still not only is five dollars cheap. Twenty dollars would be cheap for so 
it was what I'm trying to say is not only is it cheap in terms of it's only five bucks as compared mm-hmm. to today, those same seats would be 250. Okay. It's also a lot cheaper in the sense of they're not trying to gouge the fans in order to get mm-hmm. them out there. Interesting. I then, wonder I mean, you, it's you cheaper think, in both ways is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm not completely positive your math is true. I got to let that sink in and think about it, but we're not allowed to think here on Sports Talk Radio. I got to move along, but. Do you think back like in the early 60s where they complained, oh, man, five bucks for a ticket. What a ripoff. You know, how expensive they are. Do you think back then they were complaining about how expensive the tickets were, okay. five bucks? Well, let's think, about, let's think of it this way, okay? Minimum wage back in 1962 was a dollar and a quarter, okay? okay? How much would a if hot dog were, have cost at a game? I would bet you that a hot dog would be 25 cents at the most. Huh. At the most, that hot dog's 25 cents. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Somebody can work for four hours, and back then we paid a lot less in taxes, so they probably have to work for five hours after tax in order to pay at a minimum wage job in order to pay for a reserve seat at a Bears game. Now, at $8.25 in the amount people are taxed, which is at a much higher percentage, in order to afford a uh, reserve seat at a Bears game, you'd have to work two weeks. That, that's what I'm trying to tell you, Coach, how much better those prices are than they are nowadays. Interesting. Because you're talking about 8.25 an hour. Well, those people at 8.25 an hour, you don't get taxed as high as somebody that's making 80 bucks an hour. But mm-hmm. So you probably keep $7, okay? okay? Maybe not two and a half weeks, maybe a week. It takes you a week, a whole week's work, just to have the same seat. Right. As composed of five hours. Big dog spinning a mathematical uh, web, if you will. I think I'm caught up in the web. I'm not quite sure, but it's making sense. All I know, it was sticker shock when I looked at it in the scrapbook. Five bucks for a reserve seat, but uh, and it probably cost you. Uh, it probably cost you twenty cents to ride the train. Yep. To get there, and that was probably high. That was people probably wow. Because now you have to admit the ride in the train is extremely cheap. Two dollars twenty five cents. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll take two dollars twenty five cents to ride a train. To get from uh, 95th Street all the way up to to Wrigley Field, you know that's that's a heck of a deal. That's one of the best deals in the city of Chicago. As a matter of fact, I don't even need to take the train. I just get on the train and take it to the other side of the city. I mean, I'm not where I want to be, but at least I'm like, man, I just saved a bunch of money. <laughs> nowhere near where I want to uh, be at work, or nowhere near where I live. But boy, what a great deal that was! Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll the stay on and just come back and be like, yeah. look. And I then mean, you, I just blew four hours, but yeah. I saved the, how much money I saved. Yeah, you pay 25 bucks for a taxi, crab ride back to your actual location, you're all the better for it. Oh, exactly. Right. Coach. We need to move on because I do want to get to your uh, Valentine's uh, hints and creative ideas. The Big Dog is going to throw some things out there from some of the folk. Maybe from some of your days gone by, Big Dog, you can you know, dig past into your uh, – dig deep into a little bit of your past to give some of our young listeners some ideas, something creative, something different, something unique outside the box for Valentine's Day. The Big Dog is going to bring that at you. Uh, if we have any listeners with suggestions, you can email us at mike 2 guys at aol.com or, of course, give us a call, 888-ON-AIR-463-6748. Real quick, though, a couple other news and notes, Big Dog. The Dubai Classic, we've been pushing that one uh, all end of last week. It was a great tournament. It was one. Uh, Tiger Woods had a shot. He blew up on the final day, hit a 75. The Spaniard, Alberto Queros, Alberto Queros won it. I think he shot three consecutive 68s. Not bad for young Alberto. That's getting it done, Coach. Yep. Had a hole in one, too. Especially in the heat out there in Dubai. I thought it was, they had a frost in Dubai, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah. It was a rare frost. <laughs> yeah. All right. Spain. It's a man-made frost, Coach. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, your fellow University of Illinois alum, D.A. Points, won the um, National Pro-Amp over the weekend, too. His first ever PGA Championship. Bad weekend for Illini basketball, but uh, Illini golfer D.A. Points, which is his first ever PGA tournament, big dog. Oh, that's good, Coach. That's yeah. good. I didn't notice that was going on. I was watching the women wrestling. <laughs> Uh, moving right along, pitchers and catchers have reported the White Sox not until Thursday. Some other teams a little bit later in the week, but the Chicago Cubs' first workout is today. They reported yesterday, Big Dog, Camp Quade, a brand-new manager, brand-new system here for the Chicago Cubs, Mike Quade at the helm. I know you expect, if not great things, at least good things. Uh, no, I don't. I don't expect anything out of this season. Here's what I expect out of this season. Uh, when I go to Wrigley Field, I'll, I'll cheer <laughs> them on. I hope they win that game. I am not putting my heart and soul into this team. I'll follow them every single day. I'll root for them. This team doesn't have any shot at winning the World Series nor the National League. They have an outside chance at winning their division, which I guess they they could win three series in a row, possibly win the World Series. But I don't like the way this team is constructed. (laughs) I don't like the players on the team personally. Uh, the manager, when, I do like. They haven't but, even finished their morning workouts yet. They haven't even taken their first set of infield grounders, and the big dog has written off the Chicago Cubs oh, for 2011. Have. Where's your enthusiasm I, for Camp Quaddy, the first ever? Mike? Here, here's, here's why. Because every single high-priced player <laughs> on the team ain't worth a damn. They're all bums. Okay, it's very hard for me to root for Ramos Ramirez who is going to pull a groin, and hopefully it'll be he'll pull his own groin this year, okay, <laughs> by by June 1st, and he'll be uh, out for three months, okay? Uh, Alfonso Soriano, okay, will, you know, uh, he'll hit a home run when the Cubs are down 11 nothing in the eighth inning, and he'll start kissing the camera and acting like he's a superstar, okay? Carlos Pena will strike out 742 times this year and make $10 million. Oh, and, and Carlos Zambrano, will uh, be pitching a pretty good game, and Blake DeWitt will make an error, and then he'll scream and cry like a baby and and and, and not realize he's making $18 million, oh, which, by the way, comes out to about $525,000 every time he goes out there, if he makes every start this year, that is. David, what's depressing about this? not easy to root for, Coach, is all I'm saying. Apparently not. What's depressing about this, this is normally like a July 18th discussion, maybe an August 3rd, rarely. If I heard this kind of negativity again on February 14th, less than uh, halfway through the workout, Big Dog is just ripping those Chicago Cubs apart. Well, am I wrong? Am I wrong about anything I said, Coach? You might be. I hope you're wrong. If you're not, it's going to be a long season. Do you realize how much I love the Cubs? Okay, I don't want to talk this way. I don't want to talk this way. I want to talk about, oh, they have a bunch of guys that really care. They have guys that are grinding out. They do whatever it takes to win games. They don't, Coach. They, They don't have that. And I want to be totally wrong. I want to look back and be like, wow, Zambrano's going to win 20 games this year. Aramis Samaras is going to drive in 120 runs. Carlos Pena actually makes contact in situations where a batter's supposed to make contact. Uh, Alfonso Soriano threw the ball to the right base. He hustled. He didn't get hurt. You know, and I, I want to say stuff like that, Coach. I don't, I don't want to be like, well, at least we have uh, Darwin Castro and uh, the bullpen looks pretty good from all the young arms. But other than that, the only thing that's positive about this team is that you know, Aramis Ramirez is healthy. So, I don't know, Coach. I, I don't want to be negative. I really don't. But I am not getting my hopes up for the way this team is constructed. They have – I want the Cubs to spend money. But I don't want them to throw money at bums like they have consistently done. So – All right. There was maybe, a uh, there was a cartoon in the um, 
Chicago Tribune, I think Friday, maybe Saturday, and it pretty much depicted what you're saying. And it was a, a groundhog coming out, showing his face, and the groundhog was wearing a Chicago Cub jersey. Above the groundhog on a little ledge with a lot of snow was a giant snowball that a groundhog dressed in a Cincinnati Reds, another groundhog in a Milwaukee Brewer, another groundhog in a St. Louis Cardinal. The three of them were pushing the giant snowball about to hit the cub groundhog on the ground that was looking around like for the first time. And on the snowball, it read uh, 2011 reality check. By the way, I, I don't believe the people that are saying that Milwaukee is better than the Cubs. I don't believe that. Even as much as cause I, the Cubs are going to win 80 games this year, Coach. Mm-hmm. But with their payroll, they should win 100 games. And they should win their division, no problem, with their payroll, if you just look at that. Milwaukee. But, uh, the way uh, the team is constructed, they're, they're, they're 82 and 80. And uh, some Cubs fans are, hey, we had another winning season. No, you didn't have a winning season, okay? That's not, that's not winning in the National League Central. You have to win the division, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh... Milwaukee about- Mel is emailing in saying, please remind Joel that uh, the Brewers picked up Zach Greinke. Yeah, no, that's, another, that's, that's a nice pickup by the Brewers. That's very nice pickup. But uh, besides him and Yavarde Gallardo, the Cubs have a better starting rotation, and the, the Brewers have a lot of holes in their lineup, too. Prince Fielder and uh, Ryan Braun are studs. They're, uh, the, they're, their rookie shortstop last year, I forget what his name is, he's going to end up being a really good ball player. But the Brewers and the Cubs are going to be battling to finish above 500. Mm-hmm. And the Reds, look at how the Reds are co- constructed, Coach. Young, fast, great fielding, and guess what? Nobody's overpaid. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's trying to be better so they can actually get their money. Nobody has the next 22 generations of their family already taken care of. Okay, <laughs> so they can sit back and be like, hey, whatever. There's something to be said about that, Coach. There really is. Um, there's, it's a very few ball players, less than 25% of ball players, who actually get the, uh, the amount of money that generations of their family are taking care of forever, actually continue at the same pace and same desire that they have. Like, like the Derek Jeters or the Alex Rodriguez of the world, the guys that get the money and still continue to produce at a ridiculously high level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often, Coach. Now you're you're starting to buy into my theories. Is that get rid of all the high paid players? I'll take the AAA stars, the uh, young rookies, the young hungry players. And you know what? I may win, I may lose. I think I'll win more than you might think. But it will be a team that people can root for and uh, uh, invoke themselves in and become involved with. I think that's the kind of team fans would like to root for right now. At least I would, anyways. You know, coach. I think. You know, I think and talk at a higher level than you actually appreciate. I've always felt I agreed with you on that part. Mm-hmm. I don't want to throw money at people, but I also want to say is I'm not going to root against the team or say they can't or it's wrong for teams to spend money. Mm-hmm. If you want to spend money, go right ahead. Just be careful how you spend it. And 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 I, I know this. I mean, I would love the Cubs to go out here and have the highest payroll in baseball, but I want them to spend. I'd rather have them spend eighteen million dollars a year on Cliff Lee than. $17 million a year on a guy like Alfonso Soriano, if you know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. If you're going to spend the big money, spend it on the elite players, not the really good players. Because, I, let's face it, Alfonso Soriano, before the contract dried on that, so did Alfonso Soriano's yeah. will on that contract. <laughs> I do remind everybody that when the Cubs and Jim Henry signed Alfonso Soriano, just about everybody, including you and including me, Big Dog, thought, 
that was a pretty good deal. Finally, the Cubs are spending money. We're bringing in Alfonso Soria. You look back on it, everybody criticizes him now. At the time, we all agreed. Good move. Cubs spending money. They're bringing in a guy from the American League that can run and hit with power. So, you know, hindsight, 30-50, whatever you want to call it, we all thought Alfonso Soriano signing at the time was a good one. Well, I thought it was okay. I wasn't in love with it, and I'm not just saying that. I was like, okay, let's see what happens. You know, I like the direction. It, it, but you look at it now, it totally does not make sense. But, you know, you're exactly right. Hindsight, it's obvious yep. to say, yep. wow, this has really put the constraints on him. All I know is this. When Albert Pujols is the Cubs' first baseman next year, I mean, like, I have no problem giving that dude $25 million a year because you know what? Not not, not only will he drive in 125 runs, he'll score 100. Uh, people are going to want to go to Cub games. And that he's actually worth $25 million, which is a lot more to, to say than, like, other people that are getting paid $14 million a year. I do not know who the Albert dude is you speak of, but he better not take playing time away from my guy Tyler Colvin. That's all I can say. Uh, he right. will not coach. Big dog, fired up, folks. So we haven't even finished the first morning workout. You can see the passion, the intuition, and the uh, the just the love of the game that the big dog will give you. This is just a preview of the breakdown we'll be getting on the baseball scene from now right up until October 14th when the big dog breaks down Game Seven, Cubs versus the Tampa Bay Devil Rays in the World Series. That's about six months of baseball action. Pace yourself, big dog. I mean, I want Coach, the fire, I want the passion, but pace yourself. We got a Cub World Series. This could be our year. The the Tampa Bay Devil Rays have as good a chance at making the World Series as the Iowa Cubs because they're basically the same team this year. Right. They're they're, Tampa, they're Tampa Bay has pretty much decided we are going to since our fans don't show up, we could care less about our organization. Let's trade everybody with any talent well, and not resign anybody. Well, they lost. I'm looking at my little roster cheat sheet here. They lost Carl Crawford, Carlos Pena, Jason Bartlett, Matt Garza, Rafael. Don't call me Alfonso Soriano, but they did pick up. They spent money for Johnny Damon, Manny Ramirez, Joel Parado, Adam Russell, and Kyle Farnsworth playing for his 38th Major League Baseball team. Wow, coach, that is. That's a heck of a lot of talent. Is this 1998? Because <laughs> if it is, the 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 Reds, I mean the Reds, are real, they got a chance to win. Seriously. All right. Hey, before we before we wrap it up, this is gonna be fun talking baseball with you, Doug. Any uh, Valentine's hints, ideas out there? We got some listeners looking for something creative. Time is they're on the clock. They're probably gonna go out for lunch here and spend a little bit of time picking up something for the young ladies. Any unique creative ideas you've tried in the past where you didn't get completely slapped in the face? Well, well, Coach, first of all, to all those guys out there who don't have a date, there are just as many girls out there without a date. Good point. You need to go out, okay? You need to go out and you need to talk to every girl that is by themselves tonight. You'll get some. The closing rate for for a single guy triples on Valentine's Day, Coach. Wow. Triple. It's all, it's all about percentages. We used to go out every year. We used to, we would be like, wow, could you believe that this happened? You're like, the next day, the girls would be like, who the heck are you? You're disgusting. Get away from me. But, you know, for the previous night, it was magic. <laughs> all right. There's one uh, helpful, I think, helpful hint. Very nice. Have uh-huh. you ever, have you ever done anything unique that worked out actually pretty good with a, with a date, maybe in days gone by? Well, um, normally, you know, I would at least have money to at least take a girl out. Mm-hmm. Okay. That the first issue is now I have to figure out actually how to take out the girlfriend without spending any money. Now she was smart enough to bring two other couples along to actually soften the blow to me. Interesting. Yes. All right. So you're doing the group Valentine date. 
Yeah, that's Which a little weird I to me. I think is illegal in uh, 14 of the United States. Fortunately, Illinois is not one of them. Well, believe it or not, surprisingly, it's illegal in Utah. Really? Yeah, you would never have thought that, would you? Is that just on Valentine's The rest of the days, it's it's perfectly legal. On Valentine's Day, they say no. The rest of the year, it's encouraged. <laughs> oh, big dog, behave yourself tonight, will you? I don't want to read about you in the newspaper. You know I check. Uh, first of all, I check the obituaries every day, and then I check the crime report. If I see your name not in there, I figure all is good, and we have another one hour of sports talk. You might want to check the editorials, Coach, because I'm writing up a nice little op-ed piece on really? the, uh, the, the future uh, revolution in Tunisia, Coach, which I know nothing about, but it's, it's beautifully written. Interesting. Op-ed. Uh-huh. Very nice. Very what does nice. op-ed got... mean, Coach? Huh? What does op-ed mean? Uh, you use the term, I think, opinion to the editor, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, who's next? Tunisia? Egypt? Any guesses on uh, who would be the next country to have a potential revolution, Big Dog? I guess everyone's saying Jamaica, but they keep on saying Yemen. So. <laughs> All right. Dog, behave yourself. Have a great Valentine's Day. We'll talk tomorrow and uh, lots more sports on the docket, and we'll uh, get into some other topics as well, okay? Sounds good, Coach. I meant what I said earlier. I love you. God bless you. Get your hand off my thigh. That, that wasn't my hand. And that's not my thigh. Have a great day, everybody. Two guys to the mic. TalkZone.com. Signing off. David Olson, thank you. Great job. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late.